Keys just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yep, we're back. Just dishing it, episode 29. Boys, good to see you. It's been a busy week so far, but we're powering through it. Tough one for the, for our hometown Buffalo Bills. Tudor's got the shirt on again. I am going <laughs> to point out, I am going to point out again, because you had it on yesterday. I hope you washed it. Absolutely, but, you know, no, you I, just, I just wanted to wear no, this you for you guys. I wanted to wear it for you. I mean... You know, all I was hearing all day, like everyone at work on Friday made a point to, you know, say go Bills at me at the end of every call. So, yeah, I was super petty and put my video on at every call at work and had my Steelers shirt on. I didn't say anything about the game, but I had it on. Uh, you're the, it, is, it is what it is. Just good the, salt. The, the salt. Yeah, the you know, it's a good victory for them. Give you, we'll give you Stuff credit. to work on for the Bills. We push forward. We'll get her done. Yes, Maybe sir. we'll see you again later. How's that? We'll see what happens. See what happens later on. But uh, overall, football's back. You know, elite weather season, as many around here like to call it. You know, hoodies coming out, everything like that. Excited. Got some new dishing merch in the works. More to come on that. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it, boys. I'm excited about this one. We have a very special guest. He is the founder of the brand Miracle Flow, which we will dive into more. Please welcome Phil Montgomery. Philly, thanks for making time for us, brother. Good to see you. Honored. Honored to be here, boys. Happy to have you. Where are you live in the tour bus right now? What do you got going on? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm actually on Riff Raff's tour bus right now, and we are in some random town in Nevada. <laughs> uh, yeah that'll happen uh, where, where's the show tonight uh we have a show uh we had a show in reno last night and then we got a smaller show tonight uh in a town called like elko or elsco i never know i just get off the bus when it stops <laughs> I hear you. yeah that's that's the hockey player in us too you know you just ride until you get to the rink you get off get off when the bus stops i feel that um I mean, I guess since we started with the tour bus thing, you know, with the Riff Raff tour, I mean, kind of just kind of get going on your story, man. Like, obviously, we'll get to the Miracle Flow stuff, your brand there, the hair care products. But, you know, dive into everything, obviously, being a Riff Raff's tour manager and stuff and everything else you do. Just kind of give the consensus and we'll, we'll dive in deeper. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so, like, I mean, I'll try to make a real long story short, but, uh, you know, no need. around high school. We like the long uh, format on the show. Give her, just go in. I love uh, it. <laughs> like right around school, I started doing like uh, events, like throwing parties and stuff, just for the sake of throwing parties, like the high school, college thing. Um, and then through college, same deal was kind of like, not necessarily like a promoter, but kind of got into like throwing these large scale theme parties for myself. Um, around the time I was like 22, um, I was just kind of costing a nightclub owner too much money. Uh, and he ended up hiring me to be the event coordinator for like his nightclubs and his bars and his restaurants and stuff. Uh, so I was doing that, um, through the majority of my like early twenties, um, you know, full time doing like themed events, uh, celebrity appearances, 
Um, so I also own like a creative consulting firm uh, now currently where I do like festival production, stage production, theme displays, like themed interior designs and stuff like that. Um, but probably about like four or five years ago, um, I kind of just wanted to have a, a project that I could kind of be free creatively on and didn't have to like consult with any other you know, clients or customers, just like something that was fun that I could put my creative spin on. Um, and, you know, four years ago, I realized that nobody kind of thought to sell shampoo to guys with long hair, kind of focus on the hockey hair, the lettuce, the salad type of deal. <laughs> um, so we started Miracle Flow. Um, and from there, it's, you know, it's been pretty successful. You know, when we started, there was no hockey shampoo. There was no flow shampoo, no mullet shampoo. Um, so, you know, we kind of pioneered it and kind of proved that there was a market for it. And Miracle Flow has been hustling sense and i actually uh when riffraff cut his mullet uh that's how we linked because we did riffraff's million dollar mullet formula uh for his shampoo um and then through you know about a year or two of working with riff uh we just kind of sat down and i was like hey aside from the shampoo thing i also have this aspect of my career uh mm -hmm. and it just kind of made sense uh for me to kind of take the tour manager position so uh i've been working with him since late uh spring as far as you know we've been on the road pretty much all summer um so you know me and the butterscotch boss and the rest of the tour uh have just kind of been i think i think this is probably like our 40th city this summer or something like that oh, wow yeah he's been busy that's Which awesome is cool um yeah so like you know we've been doing like the million dollar mullet experience where you know you can come to the riffraff show get your mullet like shaped up and everything so it's been cool um <laughs> Cause like, you know, obviously when you have a social media business, it's cool when you have a following all over the U S that like some of these guys are coming out to the show, obviously cause they're riff fans, but they want to meet us too and just kind of hang out with team miracle flow and rip it up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Two birds with one stone. You get to see a dope musician. You get to check out some dope products, get a little touch up. That's, that's good. It's all in one. It's a one-stop shop. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild, you know, like, because you see these people, you know, liking your pictures or commenting for a year, two, three years, and then it's, it's kind of wild to, like, actually put a face to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You run into that with just dish and stuff at pop-up shops and, you know, skate skins, all that sort of stuff. Very relatable for on our end for the brand, but Miracle Flow, the name, where'd you come up with that? Is there kind of a cool story behind how the name came about? Yeah, actually, um... You know, I, I can't actually take credit for that. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my boy, and I'm sure you guys know who he is, uh, Chucky Slick. I know the name. You guys familiar with him? Uh, he wrote the junior hockey anthem. He's uh, he's one of my boys and was like oh, absolutely right. instrumental yeah. and like uh, getting Miracle Flaw off the ground. And, uh, you know, obviously with the hockey thing we were kind of talking about, we wanted it to have like an old-timey feel, so kind of like the Miracle on Ice type of thing. Uh -huh. um, but I you know, obviously like that miracle flow, miracle grow, I guess there's that kind of assimilation too. But, um, you know, we just wanted a, something that was just show that we got unreal flow, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's catchy too. Like it, you, you recognize it in a few different ways. I love that. That's, that's dope. Yeah. 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 I mean, what? the thing with shampoo is like, obviously it's an uphill battle because dudes only care so much about shampoo. <laughs> right, so like yeah. it's the same that you guys do where you're creating like a lifestyle around something and, you know, creating a, a brand that people recognize that it's not 
so much about like long hair. It's as much about the lifestyle because long hair is one of the few things that like you can't order it on Amazon. You can't go buy it. You can't have rich parents that get it for you. Like you just got to grow it. Like it's yeah. so it, by the time you get it past the shoulders, like you've been into it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You just got to um, go after it. I hear you, man. We, uh, yeah. And, you know, you always see these guys with like, you know, just unreal lettuce and, you know, how many times are you at the rink? You just hear like nice flow or, you know, <laughs> that, that mullet's greasy, you know, like in a good way. So, yeah. you know, we just, uh, try to be the product that takes care of that along with our merch and like, you know, all that kind of funny, obnoxious stuff, you know? Oh, absolutely. Dudes, jump in. What do you got? Dude, yeah, I mean, I, I really needed that last year. I had a I had a mullet going last year for uh, all of winter and then the spring here. Unfortunately, got rid of it here, but I needed that. But, yeah, that's, like, the best comment you can ever have when someone, you know, calls you out from across the street or uh, out on the ice, out on yeah. the golf course, wherever you're at. But um, have you always had the flow? Was that part of, like, your identity growing up or – you know what's in incredibly, incredibly ironic is that, I mean, like, you know, I grew up playing hockey. I'd always have my hair super long, but I never let it, like, get this long. And in, like, 2014, I was actually riffraff for Halloween. <laughs> Keep in mind, like, from a hole in the wall, I was just, like, a fan like everybody else. And so I had to start growing my hair out to get the braids. And so after I, like, got them out after Halloween – I uh, was just like, oh, my hair's like pretty long. Like I might as well keep it flowing. And then Mir the idea for Miracle Flow popped up like maybe a couple months after that. And uh, wow. I mean, I've been pretty flowed out. So I chopped it. I usually chop it like every like two, three years and donate it and then get the party going again. So then awesome. I guess like now that you're tour manager for Riff, like has he seen the photos of you as him for Halloween? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, what, what was his reaction um, there? Yeah. Like, he uh, he asked me where I got the shirt I was wearing because he liked it because I had it custom made for our merch people, and he's like, where, "Where'd you get that hoodie? I sold that." And I was like, "No, dude, I made that." <laughs> <laughs> that was his response to that. He That's wanted amazing. to get the hoodie made. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, being on tour with Riff is an experience in its own. You know. Um, People always ask, like, is that an act? And it's like, I can promise you, it it is not. It is not. That he is the same person at Monday at noon as he is on Saturday on stage. It's always something, you know? Yeah, I, for um, some that don't know, I, when I got to meet Phil in person the first time, I had the pleasure of going when Riff was here at his Buffalo stop of his tour. Got to spend some time in the studio with him. Shout out. Our boy Xander, very amazing, skilled producer. Got to be there for that as well. Hey. Obviously, our boy 716 Nick doing some film work while he was in there working on a track. It was so cool to see his writing process. And very quickly, once he was done writing over there in the corner, Phil, and I kind of saw him like talk and I was like, this is the guy. This is exactly what he is. Like, it was pretty easy to tell very quickly just in my first few minutes of seeing him and meeting him. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, you know, he has a really unique process in the recording studio where, like, you know, I told Xander, I was like, hey, it's going to seem like he's not paying attention and he's not into this, but he's just into his head, into his beat. And it, it kind of, like, for the first half hour, you think he's just, like, in his phone. And then he just kind of stands up and he goes, all right, let's go. And then he's got 16 in a hook, just ready to go. And, you know, he banged out that track for, I think it was, what, Yellow Claw and, like, 
what maybe 25 minutes you know oh yeah because yeah because you kept having and to push the, the bus time right. back and yeah I, he, he did it in probably 20 to 30 minutes just got it done and the verse was done yeah. with the hook. it was awesome i can't wait to hear the final product yeah. of that track when yellow claw gets to fine tune it and everything and you know whatever else they're gonna do and yeah I mean, that's gonna be a, that was that was awesome that was a really cool experience but i mean what's a little more into that what's that like for you because you just mentioned like before you even like got into doing this you were a fan of his i mean what's that like for you on a day-to-day -day basis just in that regard that you're a tour manager for someone you started as like being a fan of um i mean as far as our day-to-day -day, i mean it honestly always kind of changes um we you know, the life on the road is, is definitely not something that's for everybody. I mean, it's definitely part vacation, part party, but there's a lot of people don't realize how much work we actually do. You know, like we'll, we start the setup for the show at five o'clock in the afternoon. It takes a couple hours to load in sound check. Yeah. So like, um, you know, obviously like it's a lot of fun, a lot of partying, but, uh, you know, we start setting up at five, then we have a show at eight. Um, you know, then Riff usually has an hour and a half of meet and greets with fans. We got to break down the stage. Um, you know, on my end, I have to handle all the back end stuff uh, as far as the financials. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's exactly what you would think in the hip hop lifestyle. We get on this bus. We get some, as many girls as we can on it. We start rolling up backwoods and drinking Ciroc. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, that happens. But, um, you know, I would say the other 50% of the time, it's, right to a studio we're going to record a track um and then right after the track is done we're going to start recording you know the verse for the video you know there's times where we don't even start recording a music video till five in the morning um because a lot of what riff will do is he likes doing features with like local artists so when yeah. he's in town uh you know if there's a, a local artist or whatever that wants a feature or a video we we'll bang it out when we're there because it's just easier. So a lot of times there's times where we're working from five in the morning, you know, all the way till five in the afternoon or five in the afternoon till five in the morning. Um, you know, but then there's some days where we're on the road where we're just kind of screwing around watching movies, eating candy. But then, <laughs> you know, there's those nights where the show goes real juicy and there's a lot of very lovely fans that like, you know, want to just come to the after party and, and we get after it, you know? Yeah. You that's as have... much part of it as it is the other stuff. So yeah, how, much, how much of that comes into, into your job, right? Is the tour manager. Cause I can imagine like being a fan and enjoying the lifestyle is fun, but like, is there a point where you have to be the guy that's like, Hey, we got to get this back on the rails here and we've got to rein it in. Like, do you have to be that guy sometimes? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd be, I mean, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't kind of like an adult babysitting aspect to it, you know, um, to the tour thing. I mean, it's kind of like herding cats because we have opening acts, we have DJs, videographers that travel with us. Then you got Riff, uh, you know, and we're kind of always on his schedule on top of the schedule that our manager in New York wants us to have. Um, so, you know, every day is kind of a new, different, creative way on why we're late, you know? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, in the hip hop world, it's kind of like less than an hour late is still kind of on time, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that for sure. But there, I mean, there's definitely times like where I kind of got to be like the adult, you know, for instance, like if a rapper sets off a fire alarm at 3.30 in the morning and gets an entire hotel evacuated because he's smoking backwards in his room, <laughs> things like that. Um, That'll do or it. Or if, you know, say a rapper uh, doesn't realize he's close to the border and decides to go to Walmart in Canada with a Tesla full of weed, um, you know, those type of things, <laughs> they come up, you deal with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always fun little hurdles, you know, in Riff Raff, he always comes up with clever little ways to get us off schedule, but you know, in a fun way, like, yeah, you never know what he's going to do. Um, you know, we, we were a half hour late for a show cause we were checking out, uh, you know, the advancements in the pop tart flavors, you know? So we were just cruising the pop tart aisle for 20 <laughs> minutes, looking at labels, reading, looking at art, looking at flavors, didn't buy any, just, you know, drinking it in stuff like that. As far as like, you know, finding creative ways to be late and all this, you know, that the stuff that can kind of come up where you just there's no way to plan for it. Do you find that that, you know, strengthens you not only in being a tour manager, but obviously with the miracle flow stuff too, like dealing with adversity, creative problem solving and that sort of stuff? Like I could see that kind of being a benefit. But what do you think about that? Is that something you think about? Yeah. So, I mean, that's actually a pretty good question is, um, for me having like the experience that I've had in the event industry for years, like it's kind of more of like being quick on your toes. Like you got to expect stuff to go wrong and it's how can we portray this in a way that seems like it was intentional or, you know, we're doing this for the benefit of, of something else because, no matter what we do, random stuff pops up. It's the same in business. Um, you know, different opportunities pop up at different times uh, and you kind of got to handle it. Um, you know, for instance, like when you're on tour with Riff, you, you never know who could pop up at a show. Um, and, you know, part of my job is like, you know, I can get a text 20 minutes before the show from, our, you know, the manager in New York saying, hey, we have guests coming. You need to make sure the green room is ready. And, you know, that happened. And, and for instance, it's, slipknot walks in so it's like you know if, if you have an artist on that level you know that's kind of a random wrench in the plans but you need to make sure that now they're accommodated um you know that they're having a good time because they're there because they're friends with riff so you you never you never know what's going to happen and that's part of being in the event production industry um and you know the more i guess celebrity you add to it and the more production value um anything can happen. And we go into most venues like blind every night. We don't know what it's going to be like in there. And that's the same with miracle flow. You know, we, we don't know who's going to slide in our DMS. We don't know who's going to pop up on an interview wearing one of our hoodies or uh, anything. And, you know, you got to kind of find a way to capitalize on it or um, roll with the punches and figure out a way to deal with it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It totally makes sense. More on the, the miracle flow side of things too. What is, do you have a certain time when you were growing this, developing the product where you had a, like you had that moment where you're like, we really got something here. Does, do you have one that sticks out in your mind? Uh, oh, hundred percent for sure. Um, you know, like, okay, like, yeah, okay. I'm on tour right now with a celebrity and like, you know, this job is, wild but like i mean i consider myself like a normal person i'm from upstate new york just like you guys um you know but for me uh we did a promo with riff uh and drake commented on it and you know left a comment and he's like oh secrets out about miracle flow 
And I'm like, there isn't a check in the world that I could write to get Riff Raff, or I'm sorry, to get Drake, like, to do a promo for Miracle Flow. So the fact <laughs> that, like, someone like Drake knows about some nonsense that I made up is pretty fulfilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, absolutely. And that was kind of like the moment where I was like, wow, man, this is wild. But I mean, as far as like knowing that the business was valid, um, you know, I, I think probably like the first time we got a shout out from like any NHL player um, right? or like, you know, an NFL player or, you know, you, you check your DMs in a NASCAR, professional NASCAR driver, like NASCAR royalty had watched your story. Um, you know, you guys with the justician, it's baby steps. It's a hundred little battles that make one big win, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. hundred little battles that get you one big win. I love that. Put that on a miracle flow t-shirt. Huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when we started, there was, I mean, there was literally nothing, you know, nothing existed. And now I think there's like five or six different flow companies that are all in one way have kind of bit our style. Uh, to a certain extent, but at the same time, like we don't own the shampoo industry. There's, there's room for everybody. And you know, the way I look at it with a lot of these brands, you're going to be hard pressed to beat me if your strategy is to copy me, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's something where you already got in once where it's a tough market to get in anyways. And you found your niche, if you will, you can, now that you're in and you got that experience, and other brands are going to do that too. You, you know, eventually you think they'll realize like we got to be our own thing. We can't just be a different version of something that we have to really bring something unique to the table, like what you did. You know, I think eventually brands, if they're, you know, they got their wits about them, they'll recognize that and, you know, kind of shift their focus. But again, you found a way to get in. I always feel like that that's like the hardest part where, you know, just keeping doing, you know, don't, fix something that's not broke. You know what's you did right to get you here. Just keep after that. Yeah, and absolutely. like you said, keep finding those little battles you can win to continue to separate yourself. That's that's almost I don't know about you, Phil, for you know, a lot of us at Justition and Skate Skins, right? I feel like that's some part of the thrill and the fun of all of this, being like that entrepreneur, start your own thing, chase your dreams, follow your passions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the fun of being an entrepreneur is the unknown, you know, like you, you don't know what you're going to get hit with and you don't know what your brand's going to do. Um, you know, it was like you guys with that, uh, with the custom skate you guys made. I mean, that was a, a jumping point for you guys. And it's like, you know, at first you just wanted to probably make a super sick skate. Um, and then, you know, it steamrolls with media and it's, it's awesome to see what a brand can do because like, from my standpoint, I know from your guys' standpoint, like your brand's kind of like your baby, your child. You created <laughs> something out of nothing. Yeah. And, you know, to see other people give a shit about something you've done is, is kind of unreal, you know? Oh, for sure. It's it's crazy. And, like, I think, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like you'd think when you step back, you're like, it, what we've done to this point is so crazy to me. I'm sure you probably feel the same way, but you, you, you have that moment of appreciation for what you've done, but then you realize, wow, we already got this much further. Where, what else can we do? How much further can we go? And it continues to play into that. Right. Oh no, you went robot on me again. No, oh, did you? 
How about now? Yeah, I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, uh, man. Um, can you, uh, Tudor, talk? Can he hear you? Good. I don't know why yeah. Are you able to you hear guys me? You can hear me fine, right? Yeah, yeah you're, you're coming through all right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, our Wi-Fi is decent. I don't know what the deal is. Well, yeah, because usually we get a warning on here when the Wi-Fi signal drops from somebody, and I've only seen that once from you, and it went away. So I don't know what's I don't know yeah. what's up. But I don't know. Can you hear us good now? Hmm. Kinda. Yeah, it's kind of muffled, but yeah. Kind of muffled. Let's see. I don't have anything to change any of that, unfortunately. Like, yeah. I can't do it. I can, I can hear you perfect. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it's pretty rare for us, honestly, with this. So, all right, how how are we doing now, Phil? Is the connection better? That's a little bit better, yeah. All right, let's roll with it and see what happens. All right, we'll pick up fresh. Tutor, pop in a question. Yeah, yeah, Phil. I want to go back a little bit to kind of the earlier days for you. Um, you know, I know you said you know guy from upstate New York, hockey player. Where where'd that all start? You know, where where'd you grow up? How'd you get into hockey, and and how'd you end up from point A to point B? Yeah, uh, so I'm from a little town called Rochester, New York. Um, you What's know, it's like about Rochester. Minutes. Me too. The Buffalo, or no, west of Buffalo? I don't know. About, about an hour. It's like 45 hour minutes east. away from Buffalo. Yeah, um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Rochester. Um, just like, I mean, just like anybody, I, I don't know how anybody cannot gravitate to hockey, but I mean, obviously, we're biased. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My dad just like got me into it, bought the net when I was a little kid. And then just like anybody, you know, you progress, start with the house hockey and then um, move on to travel. Uh, I actually switched to playing goalie right around like uh, fifth grade. Um, so I played goalie, um, you know, all the way up through travel uh, and then high school hockey and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, hockey's just oh, it's kind of just always been part of the mix, you know. Um, and then after high school, I did take like, you know, a good probably like five years off other than playing in like alumni games and all that. And then um, I started to get back into it again, started playing again, started missing it. Um, and then once Miracle Flow started, I just felt like I was around hockey even more. It made sense to be more involved. And I mean, now um, it's actually kind of a bummer because of this tour, I had to quit my men's league team. But, uh, you know, up until these past few years, I was uh, playing goalie on Tuesday night and then skating out on Wednesday. Damn. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, too, if you got much time to play. But um, so when you're not on tour, um, are you you get a chance to get out on the ice, do some of those things, kind of take it easy and, and enjoy some of your hobbies there? Yeah. So, like, I mean, when we're out on tour, um, I kind of want to, like, finagle a way to, like, get out on the ice. Like the first tour we did. Um, I had my sauce kits with me. Shout out Vinny. It's sauce, uh, you know, hockey sauce. Um, I always bring like, you know, the little mini nets just so we can like throw some sauce next to the bus or something. Cause it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it just like keeps you sane when you're on the road, just like stick handle a little bit, you know? Yeah. Get out and stretch um, the legs. We actually, one of the green had a, like a hockey shot simulator. So we were just pre-show like ripping shots on like a simulated goalie. Uh, so like that was kind of sweet to just get to like, hold a stick for a while you know oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah that's that's cool 
so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, being, being from Rochester as well, myself, and I know Benny close by and, you know, gravitating toward hockey. Were there, were there any other sports you played growing up? I mean, I know kind of where we're from, it's hockey's everything, but as you see, when you, when you're on the road, it's not as big in other places, but, um, were you into some other sports as well? Um, I mean, like I, I did like, you know, basketball when I was like super young and side all that. But like at the end, that's the end of the day. Like, you know, if you're playing travel hockey, nothing else is really an option. Um, you know, like truth be told, I, it, I, I have these like fantasies that like I get on like a men's league water polo team or like a men's league badminton team. Cause I just feel like I could rip it up. Uh, but like, no luck getting in on, on that circuit. I guess it's kind of like elusive. Yeah. But those are the only two other two sports that really, I mean, like, obviously like I snowboard and like, I uh, like water ski and all that stuff. But other than that, I mean, as far as like organized sports, it's really just hockey. Yeah. Where do you, yeah. where do you spend most of your time when you're not on tour? Um, I, uh, it really depends on the season. So like, uh, if it's the summer, I usually dip up to the Adirondacks, like old forge as much as humanly possible. Nice. Um, you know, like I got a boat, so, you know, summertime I'm doing the boat thing, but I barely get to use that cause we're on, we've been on tour this whole summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, if I'm in Rochester, I'm kind of just chilling. I'm working on a different project or, uh, you know, I, I'm never kind of not working. It's always kind of onto the next assignment, you know? Sure. Wife of an entrepreneur there. Yeah. And that's like, as soon as this tour season ends, um, you know, that's going to put Miracle Flow right into the holiday season, which you guys know is like 24 hours a day for three straight months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's busy season for sure. Hockey season too. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. And then, you know, like right around the – I also do like theme displays for like other people. So when I'm not on tour with Riff, I'll sneak in uh, one of those. Or, um, you know, I do like themed interior design for like restaurants and stuff. So like – if you're ever in Rochester, go check out Bar 90. Uh, it's a 90s theme bar. I actually designed that. Oh, um, wow. So, like, that's kind of projects other than that. Um, but what's cool is, I mean, I kind of try to use my other career to kind of make Miracle Flow a little bit more exciting. Um, you know, like, uh, like same deal, you know, when we reached out to you guys, you know, okay, no, we're not, you know, Vidal Sassoon, Oil of Olay, but, like, how many times has, you know, your shampoo company invited you out to a concert or, like, you know, got introduced you to a celebrity or bought bottle service, you know, and that's kind of what we try to do is create kind of a unique experience, um, you know, because of what I do for work, you know, a lot of times we'll take the Miracle Flow guys backstage for Little Dirk or Fabulous or, you know, some of these other events that I'm working and it's just, it's kind of cool, um, you know, to kind of be able to, I guess, double dip on, um, you know, both of my careers in, in making Miracle Flow more exciting via what I do and what I do more exciting via Miracle Flow, um, you know, because you never know uh, all these different Miracle Flow athletes we have. You know, we've had pro hockey players come out to the Riff Show. Uh, a bunch of the St. Louis Cardinals came out because they're Miracle Flow guys and ripped it up at the show. Um, so, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a unique back and forth and it kind of allows to create uh kind of a fun brand atmosphere for both honestly yeah dude that's amazing i you know it's just a, it's a smart way to operate you know take advantage is that again entrepreneurial spirit take advantage of the opportunities and create that unique experience set yourself apart i, I love it 
one thing I did want to ask you, you know, cause you brought up the athletes, you know, celebrities or whatever, has there, is there a time, you know, whether it's been on tour a relationship that you cultivated with miracle flow where you've been like starstruck or you kind of a starstruck person as far as like when you meet people. Yo, it's funny you ask this and you, you don't have to believe me, but I swear to God, I shit you not. Joe exotic called me from prison last week. Stop it. I kid you not. <laughs> I've met a bunch of celebrities. I've met a bunch of celebrities and Joe exotic called me. And when I heard that voice on the phone, I was like, Holy shit. This is, I don't know what I've made it to, but I've made something. So wait, um, did he, did yeah. he call you basically being like, yo, can you send me miracle flow to prison? That's uh, you know what? We're going to give you the, the justition skate skins exclusive here. Uh, Joe exotic will be joining team miracle flow. We will be dropping a big cat main maintainer with the tiger King officially <laughs> endorsed. By um, oh my that God. That is how. There's a perfect example of like, because the thing is, is like, uh, you know, he was doing a bunch of endorsements and stuff. And obviously, how are we not going to like the Tiger King's post? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, so right. his team reached out, uh, you know, and they said, hey, let's do um, some sort of uh, something. And sure enough, he called me um, from prison and said, hey, uh, I'm interested. I had no idea it was going to be him. I thought it was going to be his legal team. Um, and son of a that crazy bastard called me from prison. That's amazing. And, that's so and it wild. Was amazing. Like I would say, honestly, that's the most starstruck I've ever been. I can imagine, bro, because when you just said, I shit you not, you can say I'm lying. I was like, wow, this is going to really knock me off my socks. I would have never guessed that one. And it did yeah, knock me. Yeah. It did knock me off my chair almost. That's wild. Yeah. So, I mean, and he is. That he was just as animated as he was, you know, like telling me all this crazy stuff. And I can't say anything, but TK2 is going to be coming to Netflix here uh, pretty soon. Um, so get ready for that. Oh, man. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, wow. it, was, it, it was wild. Pretty exciting to imagine. start that roller coaster. Yeah. Ooh. I gotta recover from that. That 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 came Seriously. out of left field, dude. <laughs> Just showing. I thought, I yeah, thought you were gonna bad, say like yeah. some rapper that like riffs done a show with or something like that. Like somebody you met out on tour and then throwing Joe Exotic. That's that's a curveball I didn't see coming. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we're just trying to kind of expand with fun stuff like that, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's shampoo, but if we can create something unique for the person we're endorsing that's fun, and it's just something cool that is visually appealing in your shower, that's good shampoo at the end of the day, why not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, more on that, because I, I want to spend a little more time before we get out of here on the Miracle Flow stuff. Can you walk us through a little bit of the process of, I don't want you to give away any secrets, obviously, just like developing the formula and the pro the physical product ex itself like the testing and all of that and finding the right the right sauce if you will can you speak on that at all oh, of course I, well i mean you know you got to have the right dressing for the salad um <laughs> so like we kind of started with just trying like a bunch of different shampoos that already existed and seeing what uh what worked and what didn't um, and then we kind of found the tea tree based shampoo that's kind of got that cold tingle. And we just kind of worked with the people that manufacture uh, our shampoo alongside with us, um, you know, as far as the lab and just kind of tweaked a couple elements, you know, kind of added our own 
uh, secret herbs and spices, if you will. Um, and right. now, um, you know, we're the number one knocked off flow shampoo in the industry. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's fun marketing. It's an obnoxious like brotherhood of dudes with majestic manes. But at the end of the day, like, it's it's a high quality tea tree shampoo that's chock full of vitamins, biotin, and it kind of helps the flow get rid of that like stringy feeling after you washed it. You know. Yeah, that kind of frizzy feeling. I always hated that. I was always hunting for the right conditioner right, and right. stuff after that. So yeah, it's yeah. I, I've already been saying I gotta I gotta refresh and get me some Miracle Flow, but I'm I'm definitely gonna be in touch oh, with you yeah. about it. We got we got to do a little pack uh, exchange. I'll send you a little something. You guys send me a little just dish and stuff. We'll <laughs> oh yeah, sure. yeah. We'll get into it. We got a new line dropping. You know, in the coming months, oh, yeah. we'll get you some fresh stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about it for sure, bro. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So, I mean, again, too, like what's kind of the what's next for you as far as Miracle Flow? Are you a you know, do you think out like, you know, months and years ahead or do you kind of take it day by day? What's your approach? No, I mean, obviously we have our long like five year plan. But I mean, with with the social media based stuff and how quick trends change and everything, you kind of got to be thinking like a month ahead, six months ahead, a year ahead and then five years ahead, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, we want to focus more on our uh, endorsement deals and promotions that we have with uh, influencers and stuff. Um, you know, like right now, we're not really in stores. We're direct to customer online. And a lot of people ask why that's the case, um, you know, because if we direct people to our website, if you just see a bottle of shampoo sitting in a random hair salon, yeah, okay, a cool bottle is going to register, but if we can get you to our social media page and we can make you understand that it's more than just a bottle of shampoo, it's a lifestyle, it's a brotherhood, it's a, you know, it's it's a network of, you know, connections. You know, I can't tell you how many different people from Miracle Flow have linked and done other different things. Um, so yeah. we kind of like to draw people to our social media so they understand that, like, they're part of something, you know? Because it, it, it kind of bugs me, like, is people buy our stuff you know, or they give it as a gift and they get a shampoo They're like, oh, this is cool. This is niche. But they don't realize that like now they have this whole like network of dudes with majestic manes that they're part of. You know, if you just pop open that thing on Christmas, you're like, oh, dope mullet shampoo. This is gas. Like, but you don't realize that, like, oh, hey, come check it out. Check out all these other people that are using the same same shampoo as you, you know? Yeah, for sure. I love it, dude. I it's it's cool. It's just such a, you know, and it's one not, of those we're not a beauty shampoo. We're a shampoo for beauties. It's different. You know? <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Tagline money right there. Yeah. I just want, kind of want to ask you too, Phil, with, uh, with the whole direct to consumer model and obviously like social media marketing is huge, especially for a product like yours. Um, you know, how do, do you think that that's something that opens the door for so many more? more I mean, I just look at, you know, people that are from places like where we are, like, you know, smaller cities like upstate New York are now able to make brands like Miracle Flow and Justition. And you don't have to be in like a New York City or an L.A. to really pop off. Like, you know, is that is that something you think oh, yeah. really changes the game for everyone and kind of levels the playing field? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what kind of is unique about, you know, the social media aspect. Like, yeah, we're not from New York. We're not from L.A. We're from upstate New York, which, in my opinion, is an advantage, you know, uh, same with you guys. Um, so when 
you know, we don't, I guess we don't have something like that. I guess those huge production costs, some of these like mega in your face brands, like we try to keep all our marketing organic. Um, you know, if you hear about us, it's organically from someone that uses our product. It's not getting a hundred sponsored ads jammed down your throat, you know, cause right. that ultimately, yeah, it works to a certain extent, but you know, I'd rather focus on the repeat customer that actually likes our product and uses it versus, you know, spending 10, 20, $30 to try and get somebody new that may not, you know, it might just be a novelty to them, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. Right. Cause I mean, it's the same thing you've been talking about uh, so far here, but you want to create that community, that culture, right? It's not, it's not a bottle of shampoo with just dishing. It's not the hoodie that you're wearing or, or the t-shirt. It's, the other dudes that are wearing the same thing that think you're cool and want to hang out with you because you're part of that community. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to create a culture where it was like, cool to be like, yo dude, like nice. flow, like, Hey, nice. Uh, I like your lettuce type of deal and not have it be like weird or have to say pause or anything, you know, Right, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, Phil, for me, one of the last few things, I mean, you know, we've had some connection issues and stuff, obviously, but like, you know, before we let you go and get back to it, I wanted to ask you again, as you know, another entrepreneurial mind, what sort of advice do you have for people looking to start their own thing? You know, lessons you learned along the way or any tips and, and tricks you want to share from your experience? I mean, my biggest career advice would be like, you got to bite off more than you can chew. Um, always bite off more than you can chew because you're either going to raise to the occasion or you're going to realize that, hey, that wasn't realistic, you know? Um, and I mean, just don't be afraid to try it. Um, you know, when I started this shampoo thing, everyone was like, dude, you don't know anything about shampoo. What are you doing? And then two, two years later, you know, Rick Ross drops a shampoo line and then people are like, oh, well, if rappers are doing that, I guess it's not that stupid, is it? Um, <laughs> so it's just, you know, getting out there, getting your feet wet because if you fail at this one, you might fail at the other one, but who knows the third one might take off, you know? Yeah, for it's sure. Either that or you're in the cubicle till the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it, man. Good stuff though. Hey Philly, look, let's wrap it up. Um, you know, uh, make sure you give everybody real quick before we get out of here, the social medias, they can follow you, the website, um, your personals, whatever stuff you want to plug, man. It's been a real pleasure having you. Yeah, absolutely, boys. Uh, thanks for having me. And then, dude, let's get like a just dish and collab. Maybe a little uh, just dish and salad dressing or something going. Like yeah, man. Limited oh, job. Just, um, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we got we got to get our beer league team looking good. We love what you guys are doing over there. The skates that you're making. You know, when you guys do the fits that the hockey players are wearing and stuff. Like, keep grinding on that, man. Seriously, boys, it's. Once again, big thanks to Phil Montgomery from Miracle Flow for joining us. Great conversation. Had some some small connection issues throughout the interview, um, but you know that happens. That happens sometimes. Uh, a lot of good stuff in here. We're definitely going to have him on again. You know, talk more about what he's doing and his brands and everything. A lot of exciting stuff. Lots of cool stories. But make sure you check it out. It's a great product, high quality. Make sure you head to MiracleFlowHair.com. Make sure you follow them on, on their social medias, Miracle Flow Hair on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again, Phil, for joining us. And I thank you to everybody for listening once again. Really appreciate the support and love on the podcast. Such a pleasure doing these. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. 
We'll be back next week with another episode.